Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our email inbox and it says, I am a mother of four-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. In the past six months, my daughter has been running out to the car, not listening to me when I ask her to walk with me or when I say stop. It became almost a dangerous situation for us just yesterday when my daughter kept running down the parking lot during school pickup. She thought it was a game and began giggling a little when I kept yelling, come back. I was partly terrified, partly so angry. I know part of this is four-year-olds testing and building their own individuality, but part of my job as a parent is definitely to keep them safe. How can I teach and motivate my kids to walk with me and not run ahead? Okay. Another question I can identify with, I had a runner as a kid, uh, pretty much as soon as my son learned to walk, he liked to run. He would run away at playgrounds. We had a really scary situation once where I had his baby brother in the car seat made the huge tactical mistake of putting the two-year-old down next to the car and then turning back to unbuckle the baby, at which point the two-year-old took off in a pretty busy parking lot. And it was just locked that there were no cars coming because he just started off. And it was terrifying and really upsetting. And so a couple of things. This kid is a runner. And so keep that in mind. So as you're scanning territory, as you're figuring out who gets out of the car seat first, your job is to keep this kid safe. And so if it involves always letting her outlast holding hands. You can do that and keep that in mind. But you need a little bit more of a long-term solve than that. I'm going to point you to an article on todaysparent.com, five ways to get your preschooler to stop running away from you. Their first tip, which is mine, be ready. So I always used to say I knew the location of every gated playground in Los Angeles where I was raising my kids because it was just easier for me to take them to a gated playground than constantly chase after the little one. Avoid negative attention. I think this is really important. And part of you say very clearly that she thinks this is becoming a game. And we talked about this in 
different episodes that Amy's dog trainer, right, told her that when you say sit, 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 sit to the dog, the dog learns that four times in is when they have to sit. And when there aren't kind of immediate consequences for this action, I think the kid learns that it is kind of a game running away from mommy. So I would have a conversation with her before you go out for the next time. And I would find a word that is not used in another context. Not stop, not stop running, not come back, not cut it out. Things that she hears in other contexts. I would give her a very specific word such as red light and You need to practice with her. When you hear the phrase red light, you need to freeze. And that is a word that helps keep you safe. And running away is not safe. When you hear mommy say red light, you freeze. And then if that doesn't happen, if you are going to school, for example, you say red light. I realize you have twins. You have a lot going on. Hopefully the other twin can go ahead into the school without you. You need to say to your daughter, when red light does not stop the behavior, we are going to go back to the car and try that again. You need to have a zero tolerance policy for not heating red light because this is a safety issue. If this works, which I really do think it will, red light is the word that means freeze. And you always freeze when you hear it. You practice it and then you reinforce it. If red light does not result in a freeze, we have to go back to the car. It means we're late for school. It means brother gets to go ahead of us to school. It means maybe that we're going to leave this playground. We're going to have some immediate consequences if red light is not heated. And if not, I want to give you full permission at this time to move to some sort of leash or restraint, because these are the consequences of not being able to listen to mom when she says red light. Not that the leash is a punishment, but like at a certain point, safety first. I was able through a series of containment systems and practicing the red light system to not ever go to a leash with my kid, but I would have. And I was I bought one at some point because I found in airports crowded situations, parking lots, that I was just too worried that this kid who was running off was going to be in a dangerous situation. And I know you'll get some pushback on having your kid on a harness, but if that's what makes them safe, I think that's what you should do. But I have a really good feeling that this practice and immediate conversation and changing the language from like, oh my God, stop, you have to blah, 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 to red light, freeze, or there are immediate consequences, I have a feeling that's going to get you there. Check out some other tips on that todaysparent.com article about how to get your preschooler to stop running away from you. And happy emailer. I hope that helps. Been there. It gets better. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can Ask them on our Instagram at WhatFreshHellCast. You can email them to questions at WhatFreshHellPodcast.com. Or as always, you can ask them on our Facebook group, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WhatFreshHellCast. No excuse not to send in a question. We have so many different options for you. And with that, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. 
An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.